Animal Central on cliffcentral.com. Okay, greetings from Johannesburg on this very, very hot morning. We've been battling with a heat wave over here. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit later about how to keep your pets cool during this very, very hot climate that we're experiencing. My name is Sharon Dale. I'm your host for this morning. And today I actually have such exciting news because I've brought in a co-host. You know, I've been hosting the show alone for, for a, a while now. And you get to the point where you think, you know what, it, it would be so great to bring somebody else in and someone else that's so knowledgeable. So I've got Ainsley Hayes joining me today as my co-host. What we're going to do in the future is we're going to sort of take turns. So we'll have Ainsley on for a show and then me on for a show. I just think that that would really liven things up. Ainsley, of course, comes from the NSPCA. She has been on my show a few times and, I mean, she knows all about wildlife and the whole industry. Welcome, Ainsley. (laughs) Thanks so much for agreeing to be on the show with me. I think it's going to be awesome. I'm so excited to be here. I think we're going to make a, a great team and we're really going to spread the message and help Absolutely. animals. Absolutely. And I think it helps when there's two hosts as well because you've got more time in between to get some great stories and, and great guests and to, you know, just keep it fresh and keep it up there and interesting because I think we, we are making a huge difference. And um, before we introduce our guests for today, I was talking about this heat that mm. we're having right now. And you know how many people still insist on going shopping and putting their dogs in a car and keeping the windows closed? Yep. Yeah. Not it's horrendous. Cool. I mean, dogs especially, um, and especially your brachycephalic breeds, which mm. are the dogs with that basically they don't have a nose. So pugs, bulldogs, French bulldogs, even bos- boxes and even Persian cats are yes. very susceptible to heat and heat stroke. Mm. So it is so important. Do not exercise these dogs at all on days Absolutely. like this in this sort of heat. If you want to exercise them, wait until the sun's gone down. Never, ever, ever, ever think of leaving any animal in a car, even if no. it's for a second. No. Those cars are basically like ovens. The animals can't breathe. Some mm. really nice little tricks that you can do to keep any of your animals cold um, in this weather is put ice, block, mm. ice blocks in their water. Water, oh. Even, you know, wet their coat and yes. put a wet towel on them, put them under the aircon, put them in heat. And it's it's not to be taken lightly. Heat stroke is a killer. It yes, happens it so quickly. Yes, it and is. it's important, all of your animals, if you've got animals, they all need shade and they mm. all need water, even your farm animals. No, absolutely. And I think people think that if they're in the car, if they mm. leave the window open a little bit. And I'll just pop in for two seconds. And exactly. And I mean, that is like an oven. With our, yeah. I was seeing somewhere that within five minutes, that mm-hmm. car can literally start cooking that animal. Exactly. And and I know a lot of people have been threatening all over social media and saying, if we see that, we're going to mm-hmm. smash the window in and get the dog out. Mm-hmm. If you see something like that, what I mean, is it legal? Can you go and free mm. the dog? I mean, you're rescuing, mm. you're saving a life. But is it legal? Unfortunately, in this day and age when everything is so litigious and everyone mm. seems to, we seem to be becoming America and everyone sues everyone. Yeah. And the first thing would be to try and get hold of the center management or someone, get someone to stand and watch the animal and try and do reasonable measures yeah. to try and source the owner and get the animal out of the car. Ultimately, if you feel that the animal is suffering and you're unable to get anyone there and you do decide, I'm not advising that you take yes. it into your own hands and you yes. do break a window, the most important thing would be to make sure that you have the means to 
defend your argument. So if the okay. owner then, then wants to take action, as long as you, you're able to prove. And witnesses, I would yeah, And prove and say, assume. you know, take videos, take mm, photos. Yes. You need to prove and say, listen, I was there for 20 minutes. I tried. I, I spoke to this person mm. from center management. We did this many announcements and I had no option because in terms of the Animals Protection Act, if you see an animal suffering mm. and you do nothing to prevent or stop that suffering, you're right. also liable for prosecution ah. in terms of animal cruelty. Yeah. You see. No, it's time that people wake up and even as you're saying, taking dogs for a walk, the, the tar mm. heats up to such a degree. And they say if you can't put your hand on mm-hmm. that tarmac and leave it there for a, a couple of seconds, your dog can't. Exactly. Because they can actually burn their, uh, burn their little paws. Yeah. Which, uh, so, so please, 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 if you are, uh, if you do keep your dogs outside, please make sure there's, there's trees, there's shade, lots of water. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because this weather can really mm-hmm. cause terrible problems. And then, Ainsley, I went to a wonderful function. I just want to tell you about it this weekend. It was the Beagle Rescue and oh. NSPCA, 20 SPCA Ladies High Tea, which oh, was wonderful. so awesome. I was very honored to be asked to be the MC. We That's had fantastic. such a hoot. And, and I believe just over 25,000 Rand was raised from that event, that which was obviously split between the two. Ladies came dressed in their wedding dresses. Oh. And, and oh, matric farewell dresses And it looked stunning There was a photo booth They auctioned a lot of things And the food was just Yeah, what can I say Probably a couple of kilos up from the weekend <laughs> And then I also went to visit Bismarck Bismarck, oh. if anyone's been following my canine zone Facebook wall He's the bait dog that was rescued by the ninth day We actually had Charmaine in a few weeks ago And I went to see him And such a brave boy. What a brave boy. I mean, he's covered in bandages and, and what oh, do they call it? The collar the of shame. shame. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But you walk in there, I mean, it's just unbelievable to see the, the injuries that yeah. this dog has. Yet he still ears, wags his tail, apparently. Still wags his tail and he's got this spark. light spark in his eyes. So oh. they're doing so much for him. So it, it was a great privilege to go and meet the boy and we following his story. Closely, and mm. once he goes into his forever home, we'll be featuring the whole story in Canine Zone magazine. Which, by the way, the new issue, which is our Scotty issue, is coming out next Wednesday. So remember to pick that up. Now let's move on to our guest, Sainsley. Mm-hmm. Today we've, you know, Gareth walked through and said, "Wow, you've got a powerhouse of women in studio today." <laughs> <laughs> so today we got Smarachta Lowe from Bad Animal Trading back. Smarachta was with me last week, and we got to the end of the show and said, "But there's so much more." to say so we're doing part two yes and then we got Samantha Berger who is from Kitty and Puppy Haven and we're going to talk about Kitty and Puppy Haven but the main focus of today is to talk about the bunny park or is it called the the Benoni bunny park Samantha yes that that's the one now there's been horrendous things going on there (laughs) who wants to fill us in what's what's been going on there Okay, well, what happened is um, our Facebook page of Kitty and Puppy Haven is is very active. And, yes, we are a rescue rehabilitation centre for injured animals, well, cats and dogs, up to a few months ago. Now we've ventured into all sorts of animals, bunnies mm, being yes. some of them, sheep, goats, and pigs. I the saw rest. you even adopted a goat. <laughs> yeah, yes. no, we're starting to become a farmyard. I'm not sure if we should be changing our name shortly. <laughs> um, well, what happened is I got a private message st- uh, from one of our supporters saying that they had been at the bunny park and they were horrified and they sent me a picture of a bunny with a broken leg where the leg was sticking out of out mm. of the fur and I looked at this and I thought okay um, can this be true 
And with that, I phoned some of my friends that are active animal activists and I sent them to the bunny park because I, I don't know this woman for a bar of soap, so I couldn't take her word. Mm. So I sent one set of people on the Saturday and the photos that came back and the videos mm. that came back, I actually thought uh, I was imagining it, it was a horror. No, mm. it, it was worse than a horror. It was something that you actually never want to see. There was a death pit. They, they were the most horrific photos. So I thought, okay, maybe I'm still seeing things. Mm. So on Sunday, I sent another friend in. Well, she found worse things. Mm. So on Monday, I decided to draft a few letters um, to the media telling them what I'd found and that something had to be done because for hundreds of animals to be in this situation – and no one to be accountable for it just horrified me because we weren't talking one or two. I mean, yes. the photos that I got over two days, there were at least 60 photos. Mm. And as I say, one of them was actually a death pit where there were la- dead bunnies mm. and bunny pots lying next to a spade and a shovel. And some of them had been burnt. Good Lord. And I thought, okay, we, we seeing things. So, as I said, I started with carte blanche because I thought, you know what, if anyone's going to take a story and run with it Mm. and make a major impact, it's going to be carte Mm. blanche. And they were very interested and um, they came to me. I gave them the footage and they were horrified. But then after five days of, unfortunately, this thing not being aired and them saying to me, hold on, hold on, we'll get there. I suddenly thought... No, I can't wait five right, days. Right. Bunnies are dying. They're starving. They, in the most horrific conditions, I'm blowing the whistle. And with yes. that, I put it on our page. And the story went to 500,000 people. And it literally caused pandemonium, which I'm very happy yes, about. Yes, absolutely. And it made everyone aware. And I think it was, you know, I got berated from a lot of people for doing it, but I just felt, excuse me, if, if no one's prepared to stand up for the animals, mm-hmm. um, you can't be apathetic all no, your life. You then can't. suddenly I get messages of how the people have seen it for years and they've seen, I wanted to say, well, what have you done yeah. about it? Um, mm. These animals weren't being fed. And with that, a lot of volunteers decided to get involved. And I think that's where the Bunny Park Rescue Group came in got involved which is awesome and they started going every sunday and feeding the animals picking up dead bodies which for some reason the officials there weren't doing the workers there weren't doing we fu- so, we're so talking the, parts of bunnies but who owns this, this well this is this, where smags needs to come park? in and give you all these details because i can give you all the the actual details of what i've seen and what i've dealt with yes but i'm very confused because i just don't understand how when we go there these workers actually sit on benches and watch a team of 15, 20, 30 people picking up rubbish, picking up dead bodies, um, feeding animals. Who is accountable for this? No, because exactly. there is money given to the parks. So why are we funding it? When I say we, the public, the public. Kitty and Puppy Haven, mm-hmm. um, why are we funding a thing that doesn't actually fall under no, our jurisdiction. No, it should fall under what's it, Kurulini. But now, just before we go to Smaragda, apparently it's not just bunnies. There's also no, 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 guinea no. pigs and, and no, all sorts. No, listen, the, the, the other day there was a goat that was in shocking condition that they rushed out and it died in the car. Hmm. Um, I had to take a, a lamb out whose mother... Ha- 
was it? Yes, it was a lamb, Baba. Its mother had rejected it. No one was doing anything about it. This this thing was lying there dying. I then they rushed it to me. I bottle fed it, got it right. She's now big and happy and healthy. Yes. But she would have died on the premises. Last week there was a cough that um was in dire straits, dehydrated and um diarrhea pouring out of it. Oh. It took eight hours for them. To, to actually get a vet to come and treat it. Yes. We're talking cows. We're talking goats. We're talking, we're talking everything. And it's so sad because growing up on, on the south, in the south, I remember when I was a little kid, I mean, that park's been there for mm. a long well, time. I'll give you an example. And it used to supposed to be this wonderful reserve for animals. Well, mm. when my one lady went on Sunday, it was quite amusing because there were lots of families, like you say, mm. having picnics. Yes. And she walked past them and she saw the little girl drop her ice lolly. And she looked at this and the little girl picked it up and was about to (laughs) uh, lick it it again. And she walked up and she said, stop. And the mother looked at her and said, listen, you silly woman, if my child wants to eat her ice. And she turned around and she said, please look what your child just dropped the ice lolly on. And on it was the paw <gasps> of a dead bunny. Wow. Oh, my God. But then families will still go back there. That's what I always <laughs> find amazing. I think probably they don't look and they don't see the world the way we see the yeah, world. And I also right. think that the story has not had enough coverage. No. Mm. Um, and for some other reason, you know, there's politics always involved. Mm. Um, ban animal trading got involved on another level and... Uh, I wanted to say as usual, but it's not always as usual. We try and be nice first. And being nice has actually gotten us nowhere, so we are now going to step it up. But the way I understand it, um, it's funded by parks. Also, also, uh, Ekurileni. Okay. So, uh, the DA is also involved. There are a whole group of people involved here. And it seems that every time Ban Animal Trading says, well, we now want information, Something comes along and they'll say, no, but if you put this out or if you do this, mm. we are going to do this and this and this. This is enough oh, now. So this is not, a, yeah, this is not about what you're going to do and what we're going to do. This is about saving the animals. Mm. And from our perspective, that park needs to be closed down. All the animals inside need to be sorted out because I'm sure, you know, as, Quickly as people are removing bunnies mostly and then some of the farm animals, they're breeding again. So there's no way. It's not sustainable to keep on removing bunnies all the time Mm -hmm. because it's just not ever going to stop. Bunnies breed prolifically. So that park needs to be closed. We believe that there's a problem with the water. Uh, We don't know about the soil because we've never seen any results from the soil tests, the so-called soil tests that were done. So that place needs to be closed down. The people who work in that park actually need to get up off their backsides and mm-hmm. do their job. Right. Because it seems at the moment it's a joke, you know, because mm. the volunteers are coming in and they They're can sit the back work. and they okay. don't have to do anything. Mm. This is total nonsense. And we want to know where is the money and what have you used the money mm. for? Absolutely. Absolutely, because isn't it also that a lot of these rabbits are malformed? There's yes. something, they've got tumors on them. Those are all inbred as well. Yeah, mm. we're actually doing the veterinary on them and treating them. All of them have got mange. Some of them have got cancer. They've got growths on them that need to be drained. Um, we've taken out over 70 or 80. At least 40 of them have died. Oh. Um, now, what's also very interesting is when we worked with um, ban animal trading and Kitty and Papi have and, and put them under pressure, what, a month, two months ago. They actually gave us a mandate to take out every sick and injured animal. 
So they're just outsourcing their problems to you. Which I was, uh, of course, but of I course was prepared to do to it animals, because yeah. I'm not going to sit and watch them die. Mm-hmm. So as I say, over 70 or 80 animals were taken out. Suddenly, the mandate has been stopped mm-hmm. as of last week. We are not allowed to touch one animal. We are not allowed to treat one animal. On Sunday, one of the volunteers picked up an, uh, a bunny mm-hmm. that was in distress Tied in her arms mm. So excuse me If we're not treating them And, and besides yeah. that We're the ones Taking the cost yeah. for them We're yes. sterilizing everyone We're giving each and everyone Veterinary mm-hmm. treatment Their ears are When I say Revolting I've never seen ears Like this in my life um, The teeth that they, they are in such Shocking condition That it's actually mm. Besides the feeding The veterinary care That is going into this That we are taking The brunt for yeah. Why are we taking the price? And so you're a non-profit organization. Yeah, well, exactly. So you're you. paying for it. Yes. The volunteers are paying yes. for it. Volunteers are dropping food all the time. So we've, we've asked for a meeting. I actually said, uh, sent a message to the DA, uh, Jacques Mayron this morning, um, because he wasn't answering his phone. And I said to him, I want to set up a meeting with him, with Mr. Harry Crick, who apparently is also part of the DA, a parks representative. And the person who is the manager mm. of Benoni uh, Bunny Park, mm. Mm. and I know only his name, and that is Gideon. So all of us should meet tomorrow morning at the Bunny Park, and this has now got to end because there's no more mm. blackmail. We're going to withdraw no. the mandate. No. Excuse me. No. So rather let the animals die while we play politics. Well, that's no. They've that's withdrawn it. They've said and that if we go near any of the enclosures, that they've now locked enclosures that we can't get to where the sick animals are, things are being hidden. And we've been told if we climb over, we will be prosecuted. I, I want to know who I'm actually being prosecuted by. Mm. Um, that That's another thing that no one will tell me. But as I said, these animals are suffering. It is incredible. And does accrue any charge entrance fees to the bunny park? No, they don't. Do they take donations? Do they sell any goods? No. So Not that the, I know What's of. the point of this park? What Ooh. And how is it you supposed to be us. sustainable? So I understand it's entertainment because apparently, want apparently from they got huge donations um, at one stage from Charlize Theron. Charlize oh. Theron, yes, because yes, she Benoni. grew up there. Benoni. Oh, right. Yes. Now this we're trying oh. to get to the bottom of, but also they have got money and they have got a big budget. But what's it being spent on, and where is it? Yeah. And ultimately, in terms of the law, if you own an animal, even the top of the top of Ekurileni municipality, the trail, the train of responsibility goes all the way up there. And if They're you don't not care for that animal, respons- you're liable. The Gideon and obviously takes you know, no responsibility. And it looks like you guys haven't got any buy-in or cooperation. So I, f- I fully support you blowing this wide open uh, because. It's absurd, you know. Mm. It, we can only do that, and you know, bad animal trading is against the use of animals for entertainment mm. by people. This is this is absurd. Look at what is happening. The animals are suffering, mm. so the little kids can go around, run around oh. on a Sunday and, and catch bunnies. And there's all, the argument no. is always used: well, these animals are a source of income, or it's a business. So there's there's, there's not even that argument of the situation. Mm-hmm. No, at there's the no moment, profit. There's no sustainability. Cruelty. So why why? I mean, surely there's far more useful uses that yes. they could have. Yes. No, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, we've actually got Tanya on the line now. Tanya is one of your volunteers. Tanya, can you hear me? Tanya? Hi there. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, I know, Tanya, that you've been on the ground at the Bunny Park. Please tell us what you are seeing there, what is going on. Okay. We've actually opened a new group because the mandate was lifted on catching bunnies. So we were seeing that it wasn't just the bunnies that were ill. 
it was also all the animals that were needing assistance. Right. Um, they only get fed on a Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And um, we kind of figured if we got fed on a Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, it wouldn't make us that happy. No, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Is we formed a group called the Bunny Park Animals 911 Group. And what we do is we appeal to volunteers who will assist us with donations of food, which they have been absolutely amazing with. The community has really rallied together. Um, and then we get the donations of food and um, we chop them up. And we love hand-feeding the animals because you kill two birds with one stone. Yes, yes. Um, not only are you giving the animals love, but you're giving them the food that they so desperately need. And we do this on a Tuesday at 9.30, a Thursday at 9.30, and then at 10 o'clock um, we have a... Quite a few people that come through and they assist us with the distribution of the food. So, Tanya, are they are they allowing you to do this? Um, we are. Well, they can simply prevent us to because it is a public park, and um, being allowed to feed animals, I'd say, is something that would be hugely questioned mm. um, if we were not allowed to do it. Oh, and how many animals would you say are there, are actually on the park? Well, with regard to the bunnies, they definitely are 800 plus. Wow. Um, with regard to the animals, the livestock, there are, there are quite a few of them and they're constantly being impregnated. Oh. So, mommy goes, will give birth and within a couple of months she's pregnant again. So um, it's the babies that we really are worried about and obviously the lactating animals that need the most food. But as far as we are concerned, all the animals are in dire need. Um, the situation is not good. Um, so what we are doing is feeding the animals as much as we possibly can. We're asking people to keep their scraps of peelings, etc. And we actually have... A, an eco restaurant, and um, the gentleman's name is Mark Doig, and he's providing us with all his peelings. Um, so he will drop them off at my house the day before feeding, and we take this through. Um, and then we have a lady, Shelley Meskin, who has opened up an account at the Petite Co op, and um, the donations are put in there, and then she collects what I tell her that I believe the animals are most in need yes. of. This all gets delivered either to my home or Shelley will collect it and then we have another volunteer, John Allen, who collects for us as well. And then we all meet at the front gate and all of us take, um, you know, this food that we give to the goats and then, of course, we have the pellets, etc. Yes. And the hay for the bunnies. And we have people dedicated to these tasks. So, Tanya, firstly, thank you for, for what you're doing there. How can people get hold of you if they want to help? They know it's, uh, we do have a page, uh, which is the Bunny Park Animals uh, 911 group. It is on Facebook. They, I've been putting... Um, 
the link out. They can go onto my personal Facebook and with pleasure you may take my number. I have no problem with that. My house looks like a fruit and veg at the moment. <laughs> Shame. And um, yeah, I chop up everything the night before and the morning um, before we leave because throwing an apple over is you know, the animals are so hungry, they tend to fight oh. over the food. Yes. We don't want that. So we actually hand-feed all the goats, the sheep, the cows, and the pigs. Mm. I'll yeah. give you my number if you wish to have it. Yes, please. It's 084. All right. 601. Yes. 1061. Wonderful. Tanya, thank you so much for taking time out and really bless you for what you're doing there. You really are doing your best. And um, oh, you know, I hope you. a lot of people volunteer to come and lend a helping hand. They actually do. And you know what? It's not about me at all. It's about all the community. Absolutely. And people are coming from Santon. They're coming from the Grand. They're coming all over. And for me, the thing is, their time is precious to them too. Yes. But because the situation is so dire with the feeding, they are actually doing this. And so I want to give a huge shout out to all the volunteers who distribute food, who donate food. They are absolutely amazing. I can't tell you that enough. No, it's very heartwarming. all of them. Thank you, Tanya. Thank you so, so very much. It's only a pleasure and thank you for allowing me to be able to put out there that animals are starving at the park. No, absolutely. Tanya, thank you so much. Please listen as we continue our interview. And, and uh, you know, hopefully in a few months' time we'll get some good news and some things resolved there. Thank you Thanks, so, Tanya. so very much. All right. Bye. Tell me now, this person that you've mentioned, this Gideon, now, now what is he? Is he simply an employed manager of the, so let me get this right. So this property belongs to Parks and they've obviously put staff there and this gentleman as a manager. Yeah. He's okay. apparently the caretaker. The caretaker. Unfortunately, he's not in our eyes by any means the correct person to be mm. there. He has got no empathy. He feels absolutely nothing. Um, about the animals He's been aggressive and abusive To many of the people When we've pointed out the issues And you know what He's very lucky He had a five year tenure Or whatever it was He was sitting Earning his salary And unfortunately Doing the sounds of things <laughs> Doing very little We need to know yeah, Still doing very doing? little mm-hmm. um, And unfortunately This whole thing's blown up in his face So suddenly between him And, and Harry Crick Um they're in the spotlight and people want answers. So mm. what happens is when, when people want answers and you can't give them, you get aggressive and you attack the people sure. that are trying to help you. Sure, absolutely. And and tell me, carte blanche, are they going to do something? I don't right? think they are because, as I say, they were very, very interested when I when I opened up the story. And that was, what, in th- I think three months ago we've June. been going mm. with this in June. Mm. And um, I think they feel now that... It's under control because they don't realize that it's not under control. Well, yes. Uh, I actually wrote a, an email um, complaining as well and putting in my two cents worth. And the answer that I got was that it's under control. Exactly. And I've got <laughs> a great relationship like with carte blanche. You know what I mean? I really have. I know a lot of the journalists and I know Derek and Debbie and things like that. But I think the smoke 
and mirrors have made mm. them think that it's under control. And yes. it's by no means by under no control. Means. In other words, the people that are taking the brunt right now, emotionally and financially, is KPH. It's the volunteers. It's ban animal trading. Yes. We're the ones taking mm. it all. And everyone else is saying, oh, things are fine. The animals are fed. Why are the animals fed? Because yeah, we we mm. getting it done <laughs> exactly. Do, have they haven't even seen our vet bills and what we've done for the animals? But you see, there's Nobody the problem. Because you're in there helping. Thank you. So people would look at it and go, "Oh, it's under control." Yeah, well, it's actually not. But that's <laughs> exactly the point. There is a vet who's supposed to be looking after these animals. Who's paid for us? He's oh, paid to look after these. He? Well, who knows Gideon? where he is? No. So it's time for us to get the information here. Clearly, the caretaker is not doing yes, his job. He's no. supposed to because call if animals are dying, how can he be doing no. his job? Mm. Smirachta, how do you feel in general about a, a place like this? I mean, we we had um, Karen Spotterswood in last mm. week talking about the Kluifendal Reserve where people can go to see animals in the wild uh, instead mm. of going to circuses and yeah. zoos. And Now, the bunny park, as mm. I said, growing up, you used to think this is a nice place to take your kids and you go and see bunnies in the, quote, wild mm. What do you feel about a place like this if it was well managed, if the animals were taken care of? Mm. I mean, can this place be saved? Can it become a sanctuary for rabbits? I am not really, you know, I can't really answer that. I think if you look at the situation at the moment, clearly it cannot be a sanctuary for rabbits because mm. nobody has any idea of how no, to run no, it. No, not now. So now no. it's just a total mess. Look, if it's a sanctuary, it's something different because that means that rescued animals right. are kept there and they are right. treated. But a sanctuary will also mean that there will be no interaction mm-hmm. with the animals from humans at all. And, and no there breeding. will be no breeding. Right. Um, and I don't know if the public is going to want that. Our stance is we're animal rights, and we don't see that animals are there for us to use for entertainment in any way. There's no point in going to the bunny park, looking at bunnies hopping around while you're buying a piece of, I don't know, cute cow meat or something <laughs> like that. You know, it's just sure. the disjunct is like really just huge. So n- at this moment, the park is in a total mess. The animals are dying. The DA, the parks, all of those people are not doing their job. It's time that they now actually face mm, the music. Yes. Until such time, that park needs to be closed down. We don't even know what other illnesses are around there that could affect the children. Mm. Absolutely. And so maybe once it becomes about humans, maybe mm. then yeah. people then will wake sit up, up and listen mm. and say, Isn't oh, my typical? goodness, yes, we need to actually yeah, do something. That is so typical. Well, we're going to take a short break. Um, we're going to listen to some Katy Perry Dark Horse, one of my favorite songs, and we'll be back to continue this conversation. Animal Central on cliffcentral.com. I was just saying that's always my power song when I read all these stories of animal abuse. I always that song motivates me to make a difference. Sometimes, yeah, there, there's a lot more you want to do, but you you keep control and try and help. I mean, this story is just is just unbelievable. It really and truly is. And at the end of the day, you've got families going there, mm-hmm. having a picnic, surrounded by dead, ill. Just this most horrendous situation that's unfolding there. And I really hope that our listeners take note of this. And, and uh, you know, really something has to be done. Now, before we listen to the songs, Marachta, I was asking you about could this park somehow be saved to make it a sanctuary? I mean, that is, <laughs> I mean, that is such a debatable thing. Mm. It, it really and truly is. I think a sanctuary, you know, where people could... 
look, the bunnies can't run freely because mm. they'll burrow and they'll be mm. in the street and whatever. No, so a sanctuary sure. will have to be enclosed completely so that the bunnies are safe. Same with, as with the lions and whatever. Mm. Um, I don't know that people will actually go and pay to go to a sanctuary where they will not be able to, to fiddle with the to animals. Fiddle with the animals. Yeah. I mean, it's the same with the cub betting yeah. and everything else it, it that's is. happening. People seem to think that, you know, oh, look, I've just touched mm. the most majestic animal in the world yeah. and it's a lion. It makes me so powerful. You yeah. know, I'm this, I've got this dominion over the animal kingdom. It's sad. It's, the whole thing is just, no, if you look at it, it's sad. completely, completely ridiculous. And I, and I think, you know, going back on to rabbits now, to mm. bunnies, you see in the pet stores, mm. they're for sale everywhere. Mm. These little dwarf rabbits are now, you know, offered for sale mm. as mm. pets everywhere you go. And again, or a like snake food. Saying, oh, or yeah. a snake food? Mm-hmm. Oh, my word. Yeah, yeah. they use them okay. Our letter from okay. Ban Animal Trading to the Minister... Um, is almost ready because we are wanting to stop the sale of animals in pet shops. Um, I know that, you know, there are people who are fighting us, um, mm. but that's okay. You know, there's it's really people that make money off of it. So exactly, of exactly. And they have to get a real job. They have to get a real job. Um, we have, for example, the South African Pet Traders Association who are fighting us and saying that they regulate, you know, pet shops. It's not a, it's not a, a mandatory, um, so you, it, it's voluntary if you want to be part of the association or not. And one example for, um, was uh, West Ramp Bird and Pet Farm. We started making a huge noise there. SPCA from Rotterdam went in and confiscated, I think it was 42 or 46 animals. And then all of a sudden, SAPTA said, oh, goodness, mm-hmm. no, you can't be part of our association anymore. So there's really no way that they are actually checking this. The pet trade in this country is unregulated. There are no checks. Mm-hmm. And you can basically sell what you want. Yes. Yes, you absolutely can. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen anacondas. Mm. For sale in a pet store. Mm. I mean, do you realize what an anaconda mm. needs and how big they get? And, mm. and, and with, with, so you're saying bunnies, they're also sold as food. Mm. Yeah, they're, for they're the snake food. But I mean, as going back to what you're saying about you can buy anything, the other day mm. there were bear cubs for sale. What? Yeah. Bear cubs for sale on Facebook. Lion cubs. What about this gentleman who's oh. got this tiger as a pet? Oh, Use right. The term gentleman Lucy. Oh, well, that's, mm, that's no, well, <laughs> we are being polite. <laughs> You can buy anything you and can. everything. You can. Okay. And it's not considered as a sentient being. No. It's a piece of furniture. And they can do what they want with it. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest problems is that the government, our government, is not taking, they're not standing up to this. They're no. not protecting the people. They're not protecting mm-hmm. the animals. Because with these type of dangerous animals, especially, there's mm-hmm. a huge implication for, for human life. If you look at the variety of venomous snakes we have for sale, some of the snakes, um, exotic snakes, we don't even have anti-venom mm-hmm. for them. But, you know, as, you know, people like ban animal trading, fighting hard. And have, have you seen any buy-in from the government yet? Um, we have a lawyer who, you know, is guiding us. And, um, I think once we've handed over the letter, which will obviously be hand delivered, I mean, we're not going to send it through post because that system is not working either. (laughs) It'll never get there. (laughs) So, you know, we're going to hand deliver it. And maybe what we will do is just say, right, we've now given you the letter. In the meantime, we will make sure that our petition gets more and more signatures. Mm. And then two months down the line, if they haven't answered, we just say, okay, we're still around. We've now got another 20,000 signatures and we just need to push. You know, I think when it comes to animals in our country, the only way that we're going to make a difference is by making a big noise. Then people are going to sit up and listen And that's what we need to do Activists need to act They need to get up 
absolutely and start doing get something. out the ch- yeah. get off get the, the chair apathy yeah. yes get off the chair and and get out there and you know this is interesting that you say that and and it's something that has been in my mind for a while maybe you can answer me smarachta because uh, you've got a lot of members it seems to be that women in the majority are the ones that are getting out there and making a difference i mean you know there are a lot but I, I think of even the guests that I've had on the show, the people who are in Canine Zone, the readers mm. of, they are 90% women. Mm. Where are our men? You know, I think it's a very interesting issue um, that you're touching on. I um, went to the Animal Rights Conference in Washington in mm. August. And the first thing I saw was that there were so many men. Oh, huh. really? There were more men presenting, wow. talking about what's happening, and so on. The volunteers or the people who attended, lots of them were women. But I think bigger animal rights organizations, bigger uh, rescue organizations, mm. um, to have men there working there, they need to give them a good salary because, you know, mm. we still live under the yes. issue that men are the, the breadwinners. Bread so I guess so. And I think that's probably why. And then a lot of women don't work, and so they will be volunteering. So they've, got the they've got the time to right. volunteer. Okay. So I think those are the issues, and I don't think that men are um, really apathetic about this whole thing. It's just that they don't they, – there's no time for this. And so mm. they'll ask the woman, you know, just do the – little bit of good yes, for me too. Yes. I think that's our issue at the moment. No, we really do. We need our men. I mean, there's a few wonderful men out there that are mm. doing amazing mm. jobs, but mm. I think we need more of them to Absolutely. actually stand up and, and make a difference. And as you say, we need to make a big noise. Mm. And and I think it's slowly but surely getting there. But Samantha, you were saying before we came on air that you yourself at Kitty and Puppy Haven are having a problem. Um, yeah, at the moment we, we're actually facing a huge problem, unfortunately, which is very sad because for 15 years we've always been sustainable, um, more than sustainable. We've never been in the red. We've always covered anything. I mean, I think we're one of the only sanctuaries in South Africa that's actually bought our own property, mm. um, built our own sanctuary. And as I say, uh, we've got a very good track record. We've taken 2,000 animals a year. We home... 1,700. We've got uh, 5%, I think it was the last time I checked, 5 or 6% um, death rate, which is incredible. It's very good. Judging that mm. all of my animals that come in are injured and abused, so they get yes. veterinary care. And things have been going brilliantly. And unfortunately, we're in a dilemma right now because Randwater um, have decided – when I bought the property, I knew they were going to put water pipes through the property. And I signed the agreement because the people came to me and showed me exactly where they were being put, what was being done, what was the extent of damage to my property. Well, in three years, that seems to have changed substantially because um, four months ago, they entered my property and literally annihilated it. Where they told me they were going to build and destroy is not where they've done. They've literally wiped out all my dog areas. Um, the whole of Puppy Haven is gone. Beside, and that's a good three, four hundred thousand rands worth of good heavens. of of money that has been yes. built and done. Um, my driveway has been destroyed. My cameras have been destroyed. My intercoms have been destroyed. They give me a, a whopping forty thousand rand as compensation. But besides that, what they've actually done to 
I can call it a business because even though it's a sanctuary and it's a non-profit, my business has actually been destroyed. I've taken figures from this year to last year to the year before. And our intake, which is our rescue figures, are down 70% because we haven't got the place to take them in. So obviously our adoption figures are down 70%. Now my running costs are 190,000 rand a month. Wow. And because we've been taking in less money um, to run, I've been running at a 70,000 rand loss every month, which mm. I drew out of my building money. So now my building money is zero. Mm. And we've got to a stage that if we don't get some money in, either back from Randwater, because I have got lawyers trying to work with them, but we never know what could happen mm. there, or fundraising, which we're trying desperately to do. If I can't bring in an, a good two, three hundred thousand rand by the end of the year to actually keep going, Never mind talking about the actual rebuilding. Yes. We may look at actually closing our doors. Now, 18 people work there. Some yeah. of them have been with me for 14 years. So, you know, we, besides the animals, I can't even talk about the animals because my life was given up 15 years ago to start a sanctuary. Mm. Um, I know we do good. Yes, you absolutely do. I know do. we do good and I know we care. And I know we've never, ever squandered money. Every mm. cent is accounted for. And it just hurts me that a third party can come in and, and destroy actually that just shocking. destroy mm. everything that we've stood for and that we've worked so hard for. That's no, okay. it's it's really, you know, I mean, you asked, Ainsley, you asked Marachta earlier about where we're at with government. I mean, this is now Rand Water Board mm. that's yeah. doing this. I mean, has... A huge march ever been considered to actually march to government buildings and make a big noise. Yeah, we were actually talking about it, uh, I think, last week, saying that towards the middle of next year, mm. that's exactly what we should do. Um, and this should be about animals. Yes. Um, and when you talk about animals, there's also everything else is involved, you know, people and corruption mm, and all of that. Sure. But this march needs to be about the animals because, as you say, right. our people are not being looked after. Yeah. So why should they care about the animals? I mean, it's really mm. not an issue. And this is absolutely unacceptable. No, it People totally are becoming is. fed up. Um, places are having to close down. Yes. And the parks where animals are, those animals are dying. Oh, what yes. kind of I mean, country the, are we oh, living in? It's Shocking. not even go to the, the canned lion hunting oh, and, the, and no, all please. the rest. And I mean, Ainsley, uh, am I correct in saying those laws are so old? The, they are. the Animal Protection Act is Com totally outdated. No, they're completely. And the problem is, is that the enforcement of these laws also fall to non-profit, non-governmental organizations. Mm. So it, all that you seem to get is this sort of shirking of responsibility. And it just happens time and time again. And you end up with the, the people who are stretched to absolute capacity who end up having to pick up the bill yes. and the, and the responsibility and do the work and deal with the heartache. I mean, just look at the bunny park. I mean, this Gideon mm. chap, he's sitting there having mm. a job. He mm. doesn't have to deal yeah. with dead animals, even though they're falling like flies around him because no. he doesn't, you know, he's not not, he's never been held accountable for it and it's it just seems to be happening time and time again and I think we're all getting to a point of just like well you know well enough, I, I always I already. used to say what next and mm -hmm. I'll stop saying that because it seems like an invitation mm -hmm. <laughs> I also yes. think it's to do with that the animals aren't classified as sentient beings and that's why they have no rights in mm. this country I mm. think that's a huge issue I mean somebody can burn kill mutilate do yeah. anything to an animal it goes to court and it's laughed out i mean Enzi, you should know more than me about what happens with court cases with mm. any of us going mm. you know i um think that classifying animals as sentient beings is 
definitely a step in the right direction. That doesn't mean much, though, mm. because even though many governments have classified animals as sentient beings, but they're still slaughtered. Mm-hmm. They're still exported to um, other countries, you know, for meat and whatever mm-hmm. when they get there. They're still used in laboratories. So, yes, while it's not um, – that to me is not the answer to the problem. It's definitely a step ahead, but um, there's so much more. And I cannot understand how people can, you know, governments will say animals are now classified as sentient beings, but we slaughter them. That makes no sense. Mm. Mm, it's almost just lip service. Yeah. Yes. But what do you think is the, some of the best ways um, now that the public can assist? Say, let's let's isolate the two problems. So, with um, Kitty and Puppy Haven, with the disaster with Randwater, what can the public do? What do you need most? Well, obviously donations. Mm. Unfortunately, I mean, it all boils down to that. Mm. But I also need help. <clears throat> excuse me, on the bunnies. You know, we feeding and looking after bunnies there. That. Have suddenly been dropped in our laps. Mm-hmm. Um, lucerne, hay, fruit and vegetables, medical bills on mm-hmm. them. You know, I, I've taken over a, a extra expense, which, believe me, I don't mind and I don't begrudge. But it's just because of the situation that we're in at the moment. Mm-hmm. We really need. You know, we are a classified PBO, so we can give 18A certificates. We are level one BEE company. And um, people can come and see where their money is going. Anyone who's been to my sanctuary can see where their money is. We put yes. up blocks, we put up advertising, but we really need help at the moment to to help so us continue. So how can they get hold of you, Samantha? How Either can they on a, look, our Facebook page is awesome. It's got anything and everything on there. Just click on Kitty and Puppy Haven. Um, I can give you cell numbers. I can give you all of that. But people generally, it goes in one ear and out the other. Mm. So mm. either to email us on info at kittyhaven.coza or to contact us through our Facebook page and we can answer any queries. But any help, whether it's to do with the restructuring and rebuilding and please God getting Kitty and Puppy Haven off its yes, back up absolutely. off its feet or to help with the bunnies, any help would be appreciated right now. Okay. And we really need people out there to, to stand mm. up and make a difference. Smaragda? Mm. You know, I think for the bunny park, um, it would be really great if people could contact Tanya when she gave her cell number to have volunteers and people, you know, the feet on the ground, they're helping the animals. Yes. Also going to the page, I think she said bunny park animals 911, something like mm-hmm. that. She needs to help out there. And um, then I just wanted to mention from Ban Animal Trading side, we are having our first market ever and we Ooh. hope it's a success so that it can become bigger, you know, as we go along. It's going to be on the 29th of November. And we will be having it at um, Pirates in Parkhurst, who have been absolutely wonderful to us. Um, they're really helping us a lot. We're going to obviously concentrate on – there will be only um, – Plant-based, I call it plant-based food. (laughs) I don't chase people away. Plant-based food, lots of goodies to buy. Everything will be animal-friendly. We'll have a puppet show for the kids, lots of musicians, and we'd really like people just to come and have a – be kind yeah. to animals there. Well, that Brilliant. sounds great. Can I come along for canines? Absolutely, and take some it'd be wonderful to have that you there. Yes, please. Yes, please. And now, Ainsley, before we run out of time, you wanted to talk to us about the Blood Lions. Yes, Blood Lions is a um, fantastic documentary that's been done by South Africans, um, basically blowing the lid on the captive lion industry in South Africa and the association, the associated. Um, Industries with cub petting and canned lion hunting, mm. which is very much alive in South Africa. Absolutely. So it's been doing a sort of um, round 
round show on some cinemas, but now it's actually going to be on TV. So we're very excited about that. It's going to be on this Sunday, quite late, um, at 10 o'clock at night on Channel 121 Discovery Channel, and it is the premiere on South African television. So if you have any interest in wildlife, if you have ever cuddled a lion cub, if you feel the need to hunt a lion, or mm-hmm. if you just are awake and have some insomnia, please watch it no, and please absolutely. share on social media. We need to get as many people to know about this because it is a dirty little secret and yes, it's it being is. hidden um, hidden by the industry. So this completely blows the lid and we're having phenomenal support internationally as well. Yes, yes. So just that's we this are. Sunday, Channel 121 Discovery at 10. Have you have you seen it, Smarter? I've seen it and I just wanted to say I think it's such a wonderful documentary mm. because it pulls everything together. You know, we hear about lion bones and cup betting and all of these little things. And this documentary actually pulls everything together and you sit there and you cannot actually believe what is going on in this country. Mm. And I think one of the things that really, you know, to me was so terrible is to see that many farmers who used to farm with cows and sheep and so on have now decided, no, that's not worth it anymore Mm -hmm. because we're not getting enough money. Let's get in some lions. Mm -hmm. And that's what's happening. And it's terrible. It's just about the money. That's it. Absolutely. No, well, that's something to look forward to. Please, please watch that. And um, I think we're about running out of time. Duncan, Duncan shaking his head saying, that's it, get out of my studio. (laughs) Smarakta, thank you so much for coming in. And thank you, Samantha. I'm, I'm, what can I say? Kitty and Puppy Haven cannot close. It never will, but we need help. Yeah, it cannot close. And Ainsley, how was your first show? Brilliant. I hope I didn't talk too much nonsense. I think I spoke too much. (laughs) (laughs) But it's okay. We'll be back on together next week. And then the following week, it's all yours. Solo Joe. (laughs) There we go. Thank you so much again for listening. Um, Remember, if you want to find out anything more about the show, please go onto my Canine Zone Facebook wall. We'll be back next week with some more interesting guests and topics about our sentient beings that we all should care about until next week give all your pets a big hug from me bye for now animal central on cliffcentral.com